Welcome to another episode of the Be True to You podcast, a podcast designed to question what we've been taught, talk out perspectives, and break through to be our most true selves. I'm your host, B, and today I have Annalise joining the podcast. I'll be asking them our traditional eight questions today so we can gain a little bit of perspective into their life. Annalise says a song that encompasses their essence is The Man by Taylor Swift. Welcome, Annalise. Hello. Oh, I'm so happy to be here. I know. It's so weird to see you like across from me. I know. It's um, very rare that we see each other <laughs> this <laughs> closely. Oh, <I> <laughs> But I just love everything you put out online. Thank you. Um, and I always feel like I... When I, well, I love listening to like your YouTube videos Thank specifically you. um, in the shower because I can watch them while I'm. Oh, I love that! I love that I'm with you in the shower. Oh my God, Absolutely, <laughs> but it, that's what makes it so funny because I'm like I always see you, and then I actually am like physically seeing you for the yeah. first time, and I fucking love that. I do too. Well, I'm always listening to the podcast, so I'm always hearing you your voice. I and I gotta tell you, I love hearing your voice. <laughs> I do it. I listen in the gym a lot, actually. Oh, really? So, yeah, I do. That's a nice distraction. It really, really is. Like, that's actually <laughs> kind of smart. I love it. I love it. Yeah, cool. it's very soothing for me to hear your voice while I'm pumping iron. You that's, know? What, that's what I want to hear. <laughs> that's what my voice is doing to that's people. Right. Get them Where in the gym. <laughs> Absolutely. Funny, sign me up. I'm getting a new job. Um, okay. Are you ready for our eight questions? Today? I am so ready. Yeah. Incredible. All right. Starting off with the three-for-one special. Annalise, who are you? What do you do? And is that where you want to be right now? Okay. Well, hi, everyone. I'm Annalise. I'm a singer. Yes. I'm a songwriter, Mm -hmm. a musician. Uh, I'm a business owner, an entrepreneur. (laughs) I am a daughter. Yeah. I'm a dog mom. Oh, my God. I'm an Aquarius. Yes. Oh, my goodness. My Um, face. Yeah. Yes. And I, what, what do I do? I, I am a musician, so that's what I do. This and is very I, cool. I make music and make videos on the YouTube, as Bethany pointed out. Yes. And that's and pretty much all I do with my time. I was going to say, we'll be linking all of this for you guys to see. <laughs> Thank you. Um, oh, uh, yeah. Of course. Um, I mean, how could we not? Um, Annalise is a part of a band called I'm Y2, mm-hmm. and I remember before they were even officially I'm Y2, mm-hmm. I had come down to Nashville because I have family out there, and I would go and I would watch you guys out on the live floor asking for tips so you guys could play yeah. like songs, and that's just so wild to see where you guys have come from, and now... Um absolute sensation stars i love that memory and actually like recently it came up on my facebook this photo of me blowing a kiss to you and i was like oh my god i forgot about that night that was such a good night that was such a good night y'all got me in i was only 20 at the time i know i know you were a baby (laughs) we got you in some trouble yeah (laughs) it was too much fun who was not gonna go i know and honestly i wasn't gonna let you miss out thank you yeah annalise is definitely one of the sisters um in my family for sure we've adopted her in our family yeah I'm an honorary Bowman. Thank goodness. I'm very proud yes. to be an honorary Bowman. Yeah, sure. We'd love to have you. <laughs> so, is this where you want to be right now? You know, um, I would say that I'm very happy with my progress. Like, I've, I am very grateful and happy with where we are now. Yeah. But so many goals on the table. Yeah. So many different things that I want the band to do, what I want to be doing as a person. Yeah. I feel like right now I'm kind of going through like a major transition as a human being. Yeah. Like I just think a lot of chapters of my life are shifting. I don't know what it means yet. I don't know what exactly, I don't know what change is going to come for some of those areas. Yeah. Um, With my career, I definitely want us to be respected as an original band 
um, you know, we write all of our own music and also simultaneously put a lot of covers online. And, you know, I just want to pave the way for our songwriting. Yeah. So that's like the biggest goal. Um, but I wouldn't say that I'm not like happy with where we are because we've definitely grown on the oh, YouTube. Yeah. And I, I mean, it's it really incredible. And I feel like we found our way. Yeah. More than I could have imagined. Yeah. I mean, we found a sound. It's so great. I'm so excited about it. Um, and then as a person, I just feel like I definitely feel more grounded yeah. um, than I think I ever have yeah. in a long time. Wow. But I just, I'm always all about growth. Good. I love self-improvement. Yeah. Like, I love looking at my life and being like, what can I do better? Right. You know. No better so. time than the present. Absolutely. And just as somebody with, like, depression, I also recently, like... Uh, developed anxiety that's been a very new fun journey I was say, welcome yeah it's that's a lot of fun yeah <laughs> having a great time <laughs> that always provides new challenges that I never saw coming yes. so I'm always trying to grow and because, it's anxiety will also just give you you like hadn't thought about those things mm -hmm. yet and then you're like overly preparing for no reason yeah. um and it's just absolutely ridiculous yeah me and fear are very well acquainted now yeah it's insane mm -hmm. yes yeah. it's really hard to quiet that voice but at the same time like i kind of like my anxiety because it kind of keeps me on my toes it does keep me alert and i feel like i yeah. am like very focused and like not motivated by my anxiety but it keeps me it keeps me up yeah like, then the depression will get me you know oh yeah exactly yeah it's definitely like I said, I'm so new to it, so, like, yeah. it has been, at first, it was kind of like, what is going on with me? Right. And your body really tells you, which I never truly experienced. I think I, before, had only, like, one panic attack one time, and I thought I was dying. Yep. I really did. And I had my boyfriend at the time, like, hold me yes. for hours, because yes. I thought I was going to die. And the like, shapes. Yeah. yeah. I was like, you're yeah, just having yeah. a panic attack. Um, <laughs> no big deal. Right. Um, so yeah, so that is a new challenge in my life, but I, I do think like, I agree. I think it has also given me a lot of perspective. Yeah. It gives me a lot of perspective for others as well. Yes. So, it's definitely you know. made me way more empathetic yeah. um, to certain situations. And I really like seeing things from all sides. Um, and while it's Sagittarius, Sun, I am a Libra moon and an Aquarius rising. Hey, I love an air sign. Um, I know, I've been looking. Yes! <laughs> oh, it's my favorite. And, and just knowing Libra is all about balance, and I have just found my way of understanding, like, why my dad is the way he is. He is also a Libra. And oh. just knowing, I know, he, he would, would be. be. That, that trap. Somebody yeah. had to keep the peace. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it's just cool to see that, like, it's all about, like, fairness and equality and listening sure. to everybody's side, which I think is really cool. Sure, absolutely. Um, but this is your episode. What am I talking about? Um, <laughs> moving on to question number two. Annalise, what is the biggest breakthrough you've had recently or of all time? All right. Well, let's just get into my um, treasure box of trauma. Oh, we're ready. Let's just reach in there. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, recently, I definitely have had a huge breakthrough. Uh, or are we still breaking through? We're not sure. That's okay. <laughs> That's like the whole point of life. Yeah. yeah right? Yeah. Um, so my mom got really sick the yeah. end of last year, um, and it all was very sudden. It just kind of came out of nowhere and she was in the ICU for a long time. Um, and you know, my mom is my world. She's, yeah. it's me and my mom against the, the world, you know, it is. So, you know, my dad passed away in 2017. My brother and I aren't very close. So it really is just me and her. So when this happened, 
I was all she had. Yeah. And I had to make decisions for her and take care of her personal affairs and all while trying to handle the trauma that is seeing your mom like that. Yeah. Um, which is something I'm still processing. Like, that part of it, like, I, I just had never really dealt with watching someone become that ill. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I have a lot of friends who've experienced that and people that I love that have told me what it's like and I've always thought, oh, I can never imagine, like, that's awful. Right. And <clears throat> being on the other side of it, like, I definitely, I just feel like I learned so much. I feel like I lived a whole life. Yes, in such a short period of time. I really do. Yep. Um, and in those moments, because it's just me and my mom, I really had to get over my fear of asking for help. And fast. <laughs> because <laughs> I needed it. Like, yeah. I was fading so quickly because I was not sleeping. I was not eating. You know, everybody's, like, telling you, make sure you eat. And I'm like, but I can't leave her. Like, right. I, the cafeteria is two floors down. She, she needs me to hold her hand. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to quite literally call on people to come just sit with her while I could have a meal or maybe take a nap if I could manage to. Right. And... Um, just asking people to help me with all kinds of things outside of that. Cause when somebody's sick, you don't realize, Oh, like she has cats at home. Like, right. She has to pay her rent this month. Yes. Who's going to do that? Yep. Um, and, and even then after it, when she miraculously, that woman, she Came doesn't understand. Through. Yeah. I mean, she truly doesn't realize she realizes as much as she can. Cause she obviously, well, she was there, but she wasn't. Right. Um, That's fair. but she, defied science okay she defied I I'm not a religious girly but I something yeah something magical happened um and she survived and she had a huge operation and she had to learn how to walk again she had to you know regain all of her strength back you know she wasn't able to eat for like three weeks so she dropped so much weight like she did not even look like the woman I knew um and so I, I had to watch her go through that. And then I stayed here in Virginia and I was her caretaker full time for once she was, you know, done with her therapy and everything. I stayed and lived with her at home. So I took three months off of work unexpectedly to deal with all of this. Yeah. And um, not only did I need to like really ask for help from all different corners of my life, yeah. uh, you know, but I also feel like I, I learned a lot about myself on like my resilience, my ability to stay strong. Um, and really, I know it's cliche. It's so cliche and cheesy. But I do think stuff like that really teaches you about like life and just like gives you this whole other perspective. Absolutely. Um, and I think that in dealing with like death prior, I had like a very different experience with that shift of perspective. This was like, she could have left me she was on her way out right and she fought to be here yeah um and that was like it it strengthened my relationship with my mom like we are closer than we've ever been we talk every day and also it's just made me want to live more and live better i i feel like i really was lacking in maintaining friendships and relationships i'm such a workaholic like i really love what I do. Right. So I'll get lost in the sauce. Yeah. I'll get lost in the work. And then I'll realize that I haven't hung out with any of my friends outside of my bandmates for like weeks. Mm-hmm. And, um, 
you know, you can't really expect people to just pick up and, like, meet you out for dinner on a random Tuesday night when they haven't heard from you in a month. Right. And you're like, where have you been this whole time? Like, yeah. whatever. Um, so I started to, like, accept invitations to do things okay. when I can. Yes. Um, within reason. You know, if I really need sleep, I'll get it. Right, but right, 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 right. Priorities first. Yeah, I've been trying to, like, experience more, do more things, and, like, make a better effort to check in with my friends. And just follow through when I say I'm going to do something. Like if I tell you I'm going to be on your podcast, yes. Bethany, I'm going to be here and I'm going to be yes. on your podcast, yes. you know? Um, because I, I just, in watching my mom go through that and like seeing people come out of the wood, woodwork to like hold her hand, yeah, be there for me. Some people had never even met me or knew very little about me. Right. Um, just like coming through in that moment, I was like, you know, I want to be that kind of friend. And I, I want to be the kind of person that goes above and beyond for my friends, even when it's not convenient. And yes. I just realized, I think in some of my decisions, I was basing my choices off of convenience. Mm -hmm. I think it's a balance though. 100%. Speaking to the, the Libra, yes. you know, we know you get it. Yeah. Like it's, it is like a situation where obviously if you need time alone and like whatever you have to be able to recognize it right but I do think there's times where I convinced myself I needed time alone when like really I should have been Absolutely. putting effort into other places um, but also that's a uh, defense mechanism sure um, and you know there's a lot going on and sometimes when you go out and hang out with people and you're not in the best mental space the last thing you want to go do is hang out with people and they're like how are you what's going on yeah. and you're like do I drop everything that I've been feeling right here at this dinner table <laughs> you were doing but like mm. I feel that where I have definitely like declined invitations just for anxiety's sake of being like definitely. I can't go and fake this right now and be like yeah this is so much fun like oh work's going great like I can't I don't have it in me sometimes yeah you know yeah. so you just have to find people that are understanding of the situation you're in at all times exactly well the thing was is that I struggled for a long time to like make friends and like mm. lasting relationships yeah. in Nashville really struggled with it for a while and I, the people that would try to be friends with me though, I would kind of feel myself resistant to get close. Yes. Um, because I do crave the understanding friend. I crave the friend that like, if I say that I don't feel like being in a crowded bar, which is all that Nashville is, yeah. um, <laughs> like I swear to God, everybody's like, you want to hang out? Let's go to this one crowded bar. And I'm like, uh. You know, I, I need to have friends that, like, want to come over to my yeah. house and listen to records. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, yes. I need those kind of friendships in my life. But at the same time, I feel like I was so upset with other people for not seeming to make that effort towards me. Yeah. But at the same time, I wasn't, I wasn't doing it. I wasn't letting them get close to me. I wasn't inviting them over to my house at right. all. Like, right. I wasn't even, you know, opening up to them in any way to see if that kind of, like, friendship could be built upon. I got you. Um, so yeah, it is definitely a balance because I agree. There's definitely times where I'm like, I, do I want to go to Rosemary and Beauty Queen again right. this week? No, <laughs> no I not. do not. Right. Um, but I think that it's interesting to be able to watch all of this happen throughout your life in Nashville, figuring things out. Then this happens with your mom. And now we're taking steps to being closer with people than ever before. Yeah. It really is just such a grounding experience. Truly. To watch someone literally start to deform from what you know. Physically right. can't speak, talk, or anything to say, can you take care of this? 
you know, because they don't even know. Yeah. They're out of commission, and you're just taking care of it on your own. Like, that is tough. Mm-hmm. That's a very tough experience. Yeah, and she, I mean, she is fully on her own. She's an independent woman, um, and so just to see the independence taken from her also was, right. like, making me realize, okay, like, I'm also super independent. I get, I don't know where I get it from. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I am that way as well, and yeah. so I'm like, okay, like, you know, I need to have, I need to have a support system that, like, will be there for me yeah. if I need them, and I need to be that for them, too. Yeah. If yeah. something like this ever happens. I think a lot of it, too, is that, like, um, you know, I had people texting me, like, oh, like, I heard what's going on, like, I'm so sorry if, if I can do anything, blah, 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 and in those moments, like, I'm just, like, I just need a sandwich. I just need a yes. hug. Yeah. Like, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And I definitely was like, wow, like I've known a lot of people that have gone through something like this and I just sent a nice text and I'm not going to be that person. Not that that's bad. I still appreciate it. But like, you know, even some of my very close friends, like I was like, can you just come here? Like I just, you know, and and hospitals are scary places, so I can't really blame them. But, um, you know, I just, I'd like to be that friend that's like, hey, Let's just take a walk, take a lap. You yes. go take a lap. I'll sit here with yeah. her, you know, because I really need that. needed that. And a couple people did that to me, and I was like, wow, that is some next-level support yeah. shit. That's amazing. And I think it is important, too. Like, I, in college, I was friends with anybody and everybody. I felt like I was that way in high school, too, and I loved being the social butterfly. And then it came down to me being like, oh, no one's really here for me because I can't really be here for anybody because I'm giving my energy yeah. to so many different people for fun. Right. Um, and then it was, I started making meaningful connections. And then it's like, oh, now I realize like, I only have like three best friends. And like, that's fine with me. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I know if anything happened to the three of them, I would be there and vice versa. Um, and there are just some people in your life that sometimes you just send the text. You're like, hey heard what's going on, let me know if you need anything, and you just have to trust that their support system is there, and if it's not, and you can feel it, that's when you get to step in and be like, hey, I can be here for you, I'm coming, and and asking people like, oh, what do you need, is so hard, because it's like, what do I need this to be over? Um, You know what I mean? (laughs) Exactly, yeah. What do you mean? Um, It's the texts that are like, hey, what's the address? I'm sending Panera. What's this? I'm you know taking Literally. care of this. You have to take steps to help. Um, and I just, I totally feel what you're saying. Yeah, it's it's the quality over quantity yes. mentality of friendship. Yep. I just, yeah, I feel like, and I'm still processing the whole experience right. in a lot of ways. Um, but I do, I just feel like it's made me look at my life a lot differently after just seeing her really go from the ground up. Yeah. I mean, it was actually, I mean, she didn't even look me in the eye for like weeks you know mm-hmm. she couldn't even make eye contact with me like mm-hmm. it was just, just so terrifying and also for it to just be me and her there right uh, right it just being me and her was like I really realized like wow like I you know small family yeah 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 I mean it's it triggered a lot of of fear in me uh, for obvious reasons but we're here and we're here. her and I made it through and she's doing amazing yes you know? <laughs> People ask about her a lot, and just to let everybody know, um, she's doing amazing. Which is, is exactly what we needed yeah. to hear today. She's doing great. I love that. Yeah. You kind of touched on it, but what was the reward of being able to kind of see this experience and come out on the other side? Well, for one, I think, for honestly, for both me and my mom, I think it changed our perspective a lot. Yeah. Um, 
the strengthening of our relationship has been really beautiful. And I think that's like my favorite part about it. Yeah. Um, she knows I'll do anything for her. The things I had to see <laughs> yeah. um, and do for her, I would do, I would, I don't want to do it again, but I would do it a million times. Of course. Um, and I think that was very affirming for her that she had a, has a child that will go above and beyond. Yes. I mean, I'm, yeah, I could go, I could go very far into detail on everything. I'm not going to, but Listen, I mean. come back on the podcast. Um, we can just have a whole episode <laughs> about the trauma. We can. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so it's just been like a really beautiful experience, like. I definitely have like a lot of heightened anxiety about her health now, so I'm yeah. part of it is me checking on her. Like, did you do this? Did you do that? Like, what, how was your doctor's appointment? Um, but it's progressed so much further than that, and I I also think that like for her to have gone through that, I think it's it's good for her to check herself um, of like, okay, like nothing can be worse than that. Right. What truly? Like yes. nothing can be worse than that. Um, and it was unexpected. Totally. So it's totally unexpected. Sometimes you just don't know what's coming at you. Yeah, it's wild. And it also, I will say this too, like, um, you know, we learned a lot about our, like, her health and, like, our family health. Um, and, like, that's something that, that also sort of changed our perspective a lot. It's like, oh, some of these things, should go to the doctor. Like, yeah. should, you should definitely check up on these certain things that, you know, um, because you just like really never know because for her it wasn't like just a freak accident she is you know she and and I my family we all have this um blood disorder that runs in our family Mm -hmm. and um we all knew it was there but none of us knew that I mean my whole life you know people had talked about it and you know told me oh well you know there's just certain things you can't do and all those certain things I just never did. Right. But there's so many other things that can cause, um, you know, any kind of blood disorder to act out. Right. And we just had no idea. That's so wild to um, think about. The fact that she is, like, here today is crazy because she has been in this kind of position so many times. Oh, my gosh. Um, throughout her life. Yeah. And even in all those circumstances, they weren't like, hey, maybe you should go on this medication. Right, right, right. Um. So, but yeah, it's definitely like we're both approaching our health differently. Well, that's cool. Yeah. That's a good thing. And I mean, at least, you know, genetically too, like Mm -hmm. I remember when my grandmother was going downhill and we learned more about like what our family genetics just carries. Um, And that's something that I don't even think was talked about a lot in my family. Yeah. It was not until, I'm not kidding you, last year that my mom decided to drop the, we have alcoholism in our family. And I was like, first of all, Yeah. Uh, and second of all, like, you're so late, queen. <laughs> it's so late in the game. Yeah, years ago. That's yeah. Been, yeah. Like, maybe the talk before college would have been great, but it's just, you know, even now I feel like it's, it's almost like sometimes weird to talk about because nobody wants to talk about what yeah. can take you. Um, but when you go to the edge and you come back together, there's no conversation you can't not have with your mom now. Seriously. So like the bonding is there. Absolutely. I also have like an incredible amount of respect for people that work in healthcare. Oh my gosh. Yes. Um, yes. Holy shit. Yeah. 100%. I mean, truly, uh, especially like, um, you know, physical therapists, like I feel like they don't get credit, um, occupational therapists, they don't get enough credit. Like. They truly are just little angels. Yes. Little angels walking around those hospitals, Absolutely. I swear. Yeah. Um, and, you know, we had some amazing doctors and nurses that, like, 
they took care of me, you know, like they're trying, they're over here trying to save her life and they're, you know, also taking care of me because I had nobody, right. you know, and they could see that. Yeah. And, um, I'm glad they were there then. Me you know? too. Because I mean, technically not being like, that's their job, but it is, it is for the patient yeah. and like the family does need them because it's not always that the patient can be able to be uh, conscious and speaking. So someone has to be taking notes. Someone right. has to be paying attention. Um, and so I'm just glad your mom had you and that you had good nurses yeah, and that we came out on the other side, Holmes. Me too. Yeah. Me too. I love you. That's, it's a hard, it's a hard story, but I just, I remember when it was all going down and I'm just really proud of you for being able to push through and still be who you are today. Thank you. No problem, Holmes. All right. Moving on to question number three. Annalise, what's the weirdest thing you do that makes complete sense to you, but not many people around you? I thought hard about this question. <laughs> okay. Uh, <laughs> because I, I don't want it to be too lackluster. There, there are definitely some weird things I do. Yeah. Um, I wish my bandmates were here because they would just put me. Bring them on. Honestly. On the burner. They really would just put me out there, hang me out to dry. Right. I just already, I can feel it. Um, well, I have this thing. Okay. I don't know if this is weird, but I'm going to share it. I don't share this with many people. I don't tell a lot of people, but now I'm fun. An exclusive yeah, podcast. This is an exclusive. I'm giving this to all of Spotify right now. Um, on the record, I have this little rule. Um, it's called the three impressions rule. Okay. Okay. And because, okay, let me preface. I'm like super observant when I meet people for the first time. I also want to preface. It's not out of jadedness. Okay. <laughs> The preface, I can't. Yeah, because I do feel as though this could come out like, damn, this girl doesn't trust anybody. Um, but I do, but also I, I have been taken advantage of, and I've been naive, and no more. Yes. So I came up with this little rule. When I meet somebody for the first time, be be it like friendship, relationships, uh, business, especially this is very useful in business. I'm loving this already. Um, I give you three chances. Because I feel as though, on the first impression, sometimes I might be getting you on a bad day. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, you may have spilled coffee on your shirt this morning. Right. And it's just ruined every part of your day, and you're just, you know, not all the way there. And I I recognize, this all stemmed from me being like, damn, I'm not good at first impressions. I was going to say, if you've never made a bad first impression in your life, first of all, go outside. And <laughs> second of all, it's so normal. Yeah, yeah. it's incredibly normal. Yes. And I was like, man, you know, I hope that after a first impression, people give me a second shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, you know what, I'm, I'm just, I'm going to do that. So I give three. Love. Um, now, upon meeting you three times, if you strike out all three times... I'm not going to be mean to you, but we're probably not connected. Yeah, I don't there's want to a, tell you. Yeah, yeah, there's a disconnect somewhere, and it's not happening. Yeah. Usually, in that case, it's like, I got the bad vibes from the start, and it just never switched off. Right. Um, but, you know, I give you the three the three chances. Your second impression might be swell. Right. Totally different from the first. Maybe it takes you till the third, and it's swell, and I'm like, all right, you're good. You're good. You're good. But, um, yeah, that's, like, my little rule. I'm very, like, observant in the background, especially, like, when we do business meetings and stuff. Like, I kind of, I really love following my intuition. I was going to say, you are definitely an energy feeler. Big on that. Yeah. yeah. I love, like, my the woman's intuition is so strong. Yes. And I, I like to trust it. And so when I meet people, I'm really, like, looking. I'm not looking necessarily for red flags. I'm looking for the green ones, too. You right, know? right, right. 
But I I like to watch and see how you respond. Yeah. What your body language is like. Yeah. What kind of stories you're telling me. Right. Um, and that that really usually tells me much more than you're telling me. You I know. I love this. This is so. very useful for business and just like <laughs> in general life. Well, I'm not gonna lie to you. Uh, the the music business is terrifying. Right. Um, as a woman, super scary. Mm, mm-hmm. Uh huh. And um. I definitely have been fucked over a few times. My band and I have been fucked over. I don't usually talk talk about it publicly because I just feel like that is the business. Yeah. And I know the response is going to be like, well, what do you expect? Right. Um, but damn, like it, it really shouldn't is, be that way though. Is yeah. what do I expect? But also like, yeah, we're holding people to higher standards these days. Yeah. Sorry. And no, it's, it's going to be tough. Art. It's yes. art. I just, there are so many people that are clearly there for the money. Um, yes, because that's where the money is. And that's mm-hmm. understandable. I get it. But, like, respect still has to be there. Absolutely. So the three person or the three try is such a smart yeah. thing to yeah. have. Um, you know, and, and it's also, like, uh, as a woman in the industry, I'm, there's a lot of men. I'm. It's very male-dominated. Yeah. My bandmates are both men. They're incredible, though. Like, they are the best allies. Yeah, super, um, super supportive. They love to just push me out into the spotlight and let me shine and they oh. just back me up kind of thing. And I, I'm very grateful for that. They also are very good like listeners when it comes to me talking about those issues. Yeah. Like I bring things to light all the time. I'm like, well, did you notice how they did that? You know, cause we have been in circumstances where I was definitely, there was a lot of mansplaining. Um, and I was definitely being disrespected. And they, they didn't, didn't pick up. <gasps> Dang, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And the moment we walked out of that studio, I was like, did no one see that? <laughs> was anyone paying attention? I'm like, yeah. hello. And right, they're like, right, right. what do you mean? And I'm like, okay, let's break this down. Yeah. Um, and they've been very receptive. I mean, that was so many years ago. And like, when I talk about those things with them, they remember it and they, they protect me, right. look out for me. I mean, I even, like, a year ago, I was like, you ever notice how like when we go to a meeting with a man they shake Cal's hand they shake Mike's hand come on in for a hug why for me. is it like that I know I hate it so I've got my hand out right I'm about you're coming in for a hug my right. hand is not going to be no my hand's going to the wrong area yeah. at this point you know what I mean yeah, yeah. and it's awkward I'm like are they going to hug me or are they going to shake my hand my hand yeah. is out I'm yeah. trying to shake your hand you know to be I'm an equal. Yeah. But I hate that. Also, just like, sometimes we don't want to be hugged. I'm not. Right? If we aren't close, please don't touch me. It's a big rule. Yeah. Okay? Because, like, you don't, also don't know what someone's been through. Exactly. Um, And it's just really weird that men have this unspoken rule, like, oh, yeah, we're just dab each other up, handshake, whatever it is. Well, with women, we hug Bring them. It in. Yeah, it's Get so weird. Here. I'm like, I just met, I, I don't I even know. Just I just met you. Like, I do not want to hug you. You know what? And, and don't get me wrong. Like, I would want to hug you too. Okay? <laughs> like I get the I get where they're going, but this is work. This is business. Like yeah. this isn't in bar. You know yeah. what I mean? You're not buying me a drink. Stop trying to like touch me. Like it's so just weird. weird. I told the boys this, and they were like, "Whoa, I've never noticed that." But you're so right. Like they're like, "I think I might do that too." Like you know, it's just something that you don't even hey. because it's normal society yeah. shit. And I'm like, guys, like. Yeah, this, it's crazy, yep, right? Like, yeah. look through the eyes of, of a woman and you'll see the world oh, is wild. Yes. Um, 
Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Um, circling back though. Yeah. Three impressions rule. You've got three shots with me. Love it. And if you strike out all three, it's not looking good. Listen, I think we probably met before this rule was in place. Oh yeah. So glad. Oh yeah. Um, <laughs> are you kidding? Wait. Should we talk about? Bethany, <laughs> go ahead. I already heard this on your podcast. Yeah. I want to be the second person to say this. Okay. I'm ready. My my very first impression of you is we are family. Yeah. I'm yeah. so sorry. No, it's okay. But it is. It is. And you know what I thought? What? Those girls are cool as hell. <laughs> I did. I thought you were so cool. Okay? Oh, I was talking about that with, mm-hmm. with anybody who would listen for like a week. I love that. Thank you. Um, truly. And then when I met you all in person, yes. I was like, wow. And then... Like a little starstruck. I mean, it's... It, stop it. <laughs> they played that video every year. Like, Jessica graduated... That year, and like <gasps> went to middle no, school, they didn't. and I am in first grade. And for the rest of my elementary, they would come and knock on my door and be like, Penny, "Come here, we're gonna go watch the video." Like in other classrooms. Bless your heart. That's Bethany what Bowman. I'm saying. So as much as I'm like, hee hee, kiki, kai kai, no one experienced the trauma that <laughs> I had to endure after the fact mm-hmm. because it was just lingering for so long. But I will say, I've very much gotten over it since. When the song comes on, I'm allowed to giggle. Like, I allow myself to breathe. Just because it was such a weird... Messing up the family talent show act is, like, a lot of pressure. (laughs) I know. I You know, it's funny because once I started getting close with Rachel and I told her that, I was like, listen, so, like, I've actually been a fan of you for a really long time. (laughs) You know? When I told her, like, she she was like, oh, you don't even know. You don't even understand. Yeah, Like, yeah. the rehearsals that, I mean. And what she told me, I was like, not going to lie, the illusion is, has, has been faded. Like, I was going to say. really, you know. It so. makes it so much more sad, and I, so I hate ruining it for people, but I refuse to let you have your joy for the entirety of the moment. Because <laughs> you've been having your joy, and you're allowed to have it after the mm-hmm. fact, but I need you to know that was so traumatizing. <laughs> Well, I, I thought you were really cool. I did too. I think you were so Listen, cool. I appreciate it. And you know what? I don't mind it at all. I mean, at the end of the day, what I was doing was singing. And that's what we ended up doing in high school together. I Sitting know. on a piano, singing out some Taylor Swift songs and having a good time. I Lottie, know. if you're there, we love you. Love you. Um, so like that, in the grand scheme of things, I always just did what I loved. Yeah. Um, so it's it's all fine. But we are family. I mean, I like, you hear the like, boom. <laughs> and like my body like goes into I'm sure your body's like I'm triggered I'm triggered I'm like and left and right. <laughs> but still practicing it to this day <laughs> trying to get it right well I'm sorry mom your first impression was good thank um, you so much I appreciate it thanks to your mom yeah, yeah really. thanks, thanks Julie we, that's the one thing she's giving me and I love it to death okay, we love I'll it. take it um, okay question number four Annalise what is a trauma that has shaped you or you're still working to break through Right back into the treasure box we yeah. go, queen. We gotta keep bouncing back we and forth. It's we a do. Jungle here. You know, I definitely my dad dying is the biggest um, just whirlwind. Yeah, totally, yeah. absolutely, biggest biggest thing. I mean, I have definitely experienced plenty of trauma prior to that. Right. Um, I did not have the prettiest, most pristine childhood, but um, my dad and I had really rebuilt a, a relationship yeah I mean you remember me from high school you remember I didn't have the greatest relationship with my parents um and I really genuinely thought back then that I wouldn't stay close with them right I really I really didn't think it would work out um but my parents
parents got divorced, and when they got divorced, I was able to become closer to them. Yeah. Um, They were just so much happier apart. It was really hard to see them together for a long time. Um, And my dad and I worked really hard on our relationship. Um, And we'd become so incredibly close. He's like my best friend. I talk to him multiple times every day. Yeah. Like kind of like unhealthy daddy girl situation where it's just like, damn girl, you don't have to call your dad about everything. <laughs> um, like, like I'm not even kidding you. I, <laughs> it's relatable. Like I am not even kidding you. I called him for per, like not permission. Okay. Let me rephrase that. Okay. Okay. I called him to give me the stamp of, of approval oh, okay. on my long-term relationship breakup uh-huh. because I was like, I'm not going to do this unless my dad says it's good that I should. Right. Um, and I literally, he was like, I've been waiting for like a year. He was like, you realize that it's been on. He's yeah. like, I don't know if you know, but we've been <laughs> hoping right. for a long time. Um, so anyway, like extremely close to my dad. Um, and yeah, him dying, especially so suddenly, it was right. just like, it blindsided me. I mean, I really genuinely, he was so invincible to me. Yes, absolutely. Like, you know, that's my daddy. Like, he, he could beat up anybody. Yes. And, like, I never, I mean, I didn't even think, I, he could fight a grizzly bear. Like, I was going to say, house. he was always fierce. Very. Yes. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, he was a Marine, and he was just incredibly yeah. strong. Um, so I never, ever in a million years would have thought that phone call was to deliver that news to me. And I, I actually was like, finishing a show I was I just stepped off of stage and I was in Louisville Kentucky um and it just was like everybody that just watched me sing my heart out saw me screaming in the parking lot and was like oh my gosh right um but the trauma and like the just the everything that followed that experience was so devastating and weird. And I think that grief is something a lot of people don't really talk about. Uh, it, it just, even though all of us, if you haven't yet, you will right. um, face that trial. I feel like people are very afraid to discuss it. And that was really hard for me because I was so young and like still needed my dad and needed to talk about it. Um, and there's other sides of grief I wasn't prepared for. I mean, yeah. you're prepared for the death. Like, you, I mean, you're not prepared for it, but you know what that right. means, right. at least. You've seen it in movies. But <clears throat> things like settling in a state or just, like selling your childhood home, mm-hmm. um, your family dynamic completely shifting. My family has never been the same since he died. Um, you know, my parents were divorced, so dealing with that of you know my having to try to help my mother through it right her feeling like she doesn't belong in her grief because they weren't together anymore and other people making her feel that way oh even people gosh. i loved you right, know right, right. like oh family members that i'm like what do you mean like she was with him for you know, years. years and years and she's the mother of his children right um, that's interlocked for life insane yeah. right um you know there's just so many parts of it that like i I just didn't know how to handle, didn't know how to deal with. Um, and it, it, that is what, where my anxiety came from. Um, I have 
I, I deal with it even now, um, but I have very bad death anxiety. Yeah. And it is debilitating, and it, it was uh, for a long time. I was afraid to get in cars. Um, yes. And be a passenger. I drive everywhere now for the band. Like, we have a van, and we drive around the country. We drive to L.A. sometimes. Love it. I drive the whole three days. Look at you. And don't even let them drive. And they're great because they get it, and yeah. they're like, always needs to drive because I need to be in control of the car at all times like I don't trust anybody else yes. to drive a car typically and and if I do I'm like white knuckled like terrified um and uh, yeah so like my death anxiety was so severe for a while and it's still I still deal with it like even now especially with what just happened to my mom like that triggered so much and not like, even imagine yeah I'm like I'm about to be like an orphan, you know, no, um, literally. literally, um, but the thing is like six years ago, that's what he died six years ago, which is insane. I definitely can look back on who I was then and who I am now, where I was then, where I am now. And I see that I've crossed that bridge and I see that I've come so far. Um, and I have just become more comfortable in talking about the grief over the last few years. Um, I mean, I was very outspoken about it for a long time. But also, like, that was your way of coping. Definitely. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I think that people that get frustrated with anybody that is posting on social media about what they're going through, it's not fair to tell them to hide it. Um, First of all, there's this beautiful thing called the mute button. Use it if you need right. it. Um, but also, like, let people be who they want to be. That's the whole thing. And you can't tell me, especially people that have never been through something like that, are allowed to have a thought or an opinion or perceive you for anything when that is what other people are needing. And that's the whole reason for this podcast. You just yeah. never know what anybody's going through. And it's so useful because somebody totally benefited from you being outwardly spoken about that. And I'm, I being one of them. Um, because it's just it is very important to be paying attention to that stuff um, because it can happen at any moment yeah and I mean I will I'm gonna be so candid the thing is what's crazy is that before this happened to me I remember being one of those people that would see someone that was grieving for a long time and be like are they okay Um, you know I realize now and right after it happened, I realized, you know, man, I really didn't get it until I get it. Like, yep. Until it happened to me. Um, you know, and my family saw a lot of loss in a short period of time. My cousin had passed away right, like, a few months before my dad. And he was, like, 22. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, even that, I grew up with my cousin, you know. But it was, he was my cousin, and we'd grown up, and we were in college. And he was here, and I was there, and I hadn't seen him in a while. And... You know, I still didn't fully understand grief until I was, like, writing an obituary. Right. You know, and I don't know, like, that's that's definitely something I think about a lot is that, you know, there's there are a lot of people that will have their judgments about it when you talk about it. There definitely will. And you just kind of, you just, you can't care you can't. about it. Nope. Because the reality is they're going to be there one day, too. Yeah. You know, and it's, I don't wish that on anyone, but death is a thing that happens to all of us so you know they they will also experience it and they will see what I see and they will know and understand that like 
ever having judged somebody else for grieving in whatever way they need to is yeah. just completely wrong. Yes. It's so wrong. I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I, there were definitely things that I was doing at the time that I think were questionable from an outsider's perspective for me to get through what happened. Um, you know, it's also really weird being like my dad, my life and everything being here and then like being, going back to Nashville where like nobody knew my dad, right. no, nobody knew what really happened. Life continued on without even a second thought. So weird. Yeah. And I literally, I didn't even like the place the venue where I got the news like wanted us to play at that venue like later and I wouldn't go back for like two years um there were different things that like I really highly like avoided and I struggled and my life is traveling and I struggled in the car for a long time and I needed to be in those cars I needed to be able to travel um and everything but I feel like I've I've really conquered that and I I deal with it differently now um Thank you. I yeah. deal with it so, I don't know. I I think in a way, you know, grief, it will always be there. It's always going to hurt and, you know, it's always going to be part of who I am. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, it really transforms over time. Like grief is crazy yes. like that. Um, and there, there will be days where it just comes out of nowhere. I'm sobbing in the grocery store line, you know. Yeah. But um, it's it's weird now being six years away from it. I mean, and time really does kind of step in and help. It does. And something for me is like I, you know, when someone passes, it's usually like the first thing you think about when you wake up. You know, you wake up and you realize like, oh my gosh, like this is still part of me. Like this is still happening. This is unresolved. Oh. Um, and it's it's the absolute worst feeling, and it only goes away with time. Yeah. And that is the hardest thing ever. Um, because again, we, we were just talking about this and people will say like, what do you need? And it's literally like, I just want this, I just want it to be time moving faster so I can get over this right. feeling. Like that's how I feel. And the first time that I got hit with death, it was like, this feeling's not going anywhere. Like as much oh as Oh my God, the permanence, yes. the realization of how yes. permanent it is. Oh my gosh. I would gut wrenching and push and push it away as hard as I could. Yeah. And then it hits you in the face and you're like, no, this is real. No, like you're sitting down at Thanksgiving dinner. That family member is not there. It's, it's yeah. happening. It's real. No, it really, it really is like insane. The permanence part was really hard for me to grapple with for yes. a long time. And like I said, I called him for everything. So I'm right. like, my car's making a funny noise. Like I'm going to cry for three days about the fact that I can't call him about it. Yes. Um, but you know, I also, I just think that I've realized like I have to live my life and death anxiety is weird. It, it definitely kept me from doing a lot of things for a long time. I was just like too terrified to do anything dangerous. Yeah. I'm definitely more cautious now than I've ever been. Um, I mean, Bethany, back when you knew me in high school, I've- <laughs> You could have told me to jump off any bridge with a pile of rocks at the bottom and I probably would have done it. Yeah, just, I just for attention. That's what I'm saying. I mean, would've, just for attention. Like, <laughs> I was so reckless. Um, but that is not really me anymore. But I, I feel like I've tried to get back part of my fearlessness. Like, yeah. I, I still need that part of me. Absolutely. Um, and I was just, like, frozen in fear for a long time. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'm growing from that. And right. that has transformed me in a ways that I can't even explain too, you know, I just, yeah. It was just a reminder. It's always at your own pace. Yeah. And I think the biggest thing that I've taken with me is just like those three deep breaths when you feel yourself getting worked mm-hmm. up, 
that is just what saved me in so many moments of like literally just like since like you talking about being at the grocery store I'll walk past someone and I will smell I'm very big on smells and I'm like oh my god that's no it oh my gosh you know what I mean and I'm literally like rubbing my chest in circles taking three deep breaths next to the chef boy RD like like, you know like trying to find my yeah EFT trying to find all the spots and um I, I it's just at your own pace Absolutely. Every day is a different battle. Absolutely. And I mean, now too, when I meet people who are like grieving or have grieved and we learn, oh my God, you're in the dead dad club. <laughs> cool. Like, the DDC, honey. Yeah, yeah. The club none of us ever wanted to be a part of. Right, of oh, course. Love that for us. Yeah. You know, whatever. When I meet people who have lost anybody in their life and that I can tell from the moment I look at them, like yeah. that's a prominent piece of them. Yes. Just like it is for me. Yes. Um, I love talking to them about it. Because most of the time, more often than not, they tell me how afraid they are to talk about it. Yeah. You know, like, I don't want to bring the mood down. Like, I don't want to make anybody feel sad. Throw it to the floor. Right. Let's talk about it. Exactly. And I'm like, it's like the first thing I tell people. (laughs) Hi, I'm Annalise. My dad is dead. Like, literally. (laughs) And and that's because I'm just like, let's get it out of the way. It's going to come up. And I also am trying to test you. And see how you react to that. Listen, you have three chances here. That's what yeah. I'm saying. You've got three impressions. Let's see how you react to the dad thing. Um, and so, yeah, it's like, I, I also love encouraging people that grieve. Yeah. I'm like, talk, let's talk more about it. Yes. Because um, it's also having, like we just talked about, but like having those hard conversations when you're literally going to like, hey, this is how do I want my funeral to look like. This is what mm-hmm. I want. This, like having these hard, weird, awkward conversations I would rather have them than wake up the next day, get a phone call, and be like, I don't know what they wanted. I we don't know what... We never talked about it. We never yeah. talked about it. What do you mean you never talked about it? Like, yeah. these are just the conversations that just... They're so beneficial, and we have to have them on earth because, granted, who knows, maybe I'll come back as a ghost and tell you in your dreams, but, like, that's not a guarantee. I would very much like to be reincarnated into, like, a horse or something. Same. So I'm not probably yeah. going to come back and talk to you. So, like, we need to talk about it now. <laughs> Trying to come back and like raise in the metal. That's what I'm saying. I'm not trying to hang out and talk to people. (laughs) I'm not trying to do another human life. Like, we're good on that one. Let's try something else fun. Hard pass. Right. This is crazy. Um, But no, so I love that you encourage that and create that space for people because they really do need it. Like you said, people are scared to talk about it. And it's a scary thing to talk about. But it's something that can be talked about. Yeah. And so I'm just proud of you for bringing that awareness to totally. it. I needed that for myself, you know? Yes, absolutely. So I just try to be the person that I feel like I was just grasping for yes. for the longest time. I would spend hours on YouTube, like, looking up oh people talking about, like, their parent dying because yes. I just wanted to see if anybody shared feelings like I did or, like, had a similar experience, yeah. you know, because the way that my dad passed away really really made an impact on me right it was huge extremely traumatic very and just you know yeah it was just very hard for me to like understand that happening to somebody like that but just in general there were so many new new fears unlocked right right like from that um experience you know and like when i've talked to somebody who you know had had a parent who had like been in the hospital for a long time and stuff i was like well we both have dead parents, but like your experience is like so traumatic in so many other ways. Right. You know, was reaching for, so I feel like we should talk about that stuff more. Yes. Experiences more. Yes. Yeah. This is the the only chance that we have. Right. Um, and just know that, I mean, off the record, we can take this part out, but like you can come to me anytime. Like I'm always here to listen. Um, cause sometimes you just need to let it out. 
Absolutely. And keeping it in is like literally the worst idea ever. Yeah. Um, Because that's that's just what I've learned in my time. Um, If it's not out, it's in. And if it's in, what is it doing? It's going to stick out somewhere else. Exactly. I mean, it really does. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, thank you for sharing. Absolutely. Absolutely. No, I I feel very good sharing it now. Good. And I think that's what that hopeful transformation has been for me. Right. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Like, I've seen it. Like, yeah. we have been from the moments of, like, literally only, you know, a year and unable to breathe, and now you're yeah. literally sitting here in front of me, couldn't be stronger, yeah. um, and I'm just in, in awe of what you're able to create within yourself, so you're still breaking through it and figuring it out for yourself, totally. but God damn it, if you didn't fucking get it, girl, like, here Thank you are. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. No problem. I love you so much. I don't even want to move on. Question, <laughs> question number five. At least, what are some common barriers that prevent people from being authentic and fully true to themselves? I think the biggest barrier is usually yourself. Yeah. Um, I think like negative self talk is the enemy. True. Yeah, absolutely. It's terrifying. So I, I usually think like that. That is like at least for me, I can talk myself into. Onto a cliff, I should say. I can really. Onto a cliff. I just, yeah, I can get myself to the darkest place. Yeah. Really, in my own head, I really feel like that is usually my worst enemy. Is if I am having too many conversations in my head. Right. Um. You know, and I think also just being like authentic to yourself, it can also be an incredible barrier of like where you're raised. Yes. Your nurturing is such a big part of it. Yes. Absolutely. Um, and like having to kind of break that down as you get older and you're trying to make your own way and be an individual, be independent is super challenging as you know, you and I both grew up in a pretty rural, small, small town yes. area. Yeah. Um, and I always felt like I didn't belong there. I truly always was like, this is not, I mean, I was counting down the dates. Yes, ma'am. So, um, but even when, when I did get out and I was in a big city and everything, there were a lot of parts of me that I had to address um, in order to be who I really feel like I am. Yeah. A lot of parts of me that I was like, you know, that doesn't align, but it's like, that's what I was raised to think is me, mm-hmm. but I'm not really sure if I love that. Right. When I'm alone, I don't, out loud, like, it's like, I don't know if I'm really interested in that, yeah. but I was put into this and I have to be here. Yeah. But this isn't what I wanted to do. Definitely. Yeah. So that's definitely, I think, a huge barrier. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to like, go and have your own life um, for that purpose. Right. Because I just feel like, how are you going to find uh, who you really are? If you're not putting yourself out there and, and being exposed to other things, like it can be really difficult to find your way to yeah. break those down. What would you say to people that could hear you that maybe are kind of stuck in a situation where they're not able to be true to themselves? Um, I would say go explore. Like be curious. I feel like a lot of times we don't quench our curio and like we get a little scared to go out there and try new things. You know, you think to yourself, I don't know, like maybe I would like that. I I don't know. And then you kind of talk yourself out of it immediately. I would never be good at that. You'll never really truly be good at something the moment you try it for the first time. Right. You know, but if you see, if you feel like there's interest in something, maybe go like try it out. Maybe go surround, like talk to someone that's into that and yeah. see if it's something that you're really interested in. Um, and also like with your, just with your personality and, and with like your, your friends, I feel like a lot of it is like with who you're surrounding yourself with is really important too. Absolutely. So I feel like, you know, 
um, trying to bounce around and find new friendships and different people and um, put yourself in different spaces is super important. Yeah. So just stay curious. I love that. Stay curious oh. is cute. I'm going to yeah. make sure that's in the caption. That's yeah. cute. Um, okay, moving on. Question number six, Annalise. You find yourself in a space where you aren't able to be true to who you are. How do you respond? I go home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My I just go home. Yeah. No, uh, not always. Because sometimes you can. Right. Uh, if I can, though, I probably will. Um, but <laughs> but if I have to be there, like if it's for work or something and I'm feeling like I can't really be myself, I probably honestly, I'm not going to lie, I, I do talk to myself sometimes. Oh, yeah. So I'll oh, go to the yeah. bathroom, do a quick little pep talk moment, mm-hmm. let myself know that, you know, like you just got to be who you are and if they don't like you for it, then you don't want to be around these people anyway kind of thing. Right. Um, I'm put in so many situations, like where I have to be in front of people and I have to like switch it on. Not always easy. Yeah, absolutely. And there are definitely moments where I feel like I do have to kind of deny my authenticity just to get the job done. Um, because you know, there might be moments where I'm having a horrible, awful day for whatever reason, my mental health is off. Yeah. And I feel like I have to get back up there and perform. And you know, I am pretty good at doing that, being able to do that, but in like social situations or even in my job if I'm in little you know circles where I'm supposed to be mingling with people and I'm trying mm-hmm. you know like I I know you know me as a little extrovert but that that has shifted a lot yeah. in my adulthood I've definitely become more of an introverted extrovert um so I like I like recharging my battery absolutely um and so yeah I mean I if I can't, you know, I'll go to the bathroom, I'll give myself a, a good pep talk. Right. Usually that helps. If that doesn't help, um, if I'm with my bandmates, I lean into them. Good. A okay. lot of the time. Okay. Um, they are, especially Cal is very outgoing. Like mm-hmm. he's super extroverted and just like he can, he can talk to anybody. What Mike, a skill. I know. Yeah. I'm like, that must be nice for you. <laughs> Mike and I are not like that. Right. So when we go to like social or mingling, um, networking events he usually like goes and starts a conversation and brings them over to me and Mike I love that that's our little plan I love the plan because Mike and I are like he's like you want to go talk no you're like no 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 no, 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 no. over here I don't want to do that yeah Yeah. we're gonna be over here sitting in the corner stirring our drink truly do that um so that's usually very helpful plus they can very much at this point like tell when I'm very overwhelmed oh, for um, sure. and they'll kind of shield me if need be yeah so yeah well good I'm glad that you have those people there for you absolutely um, especially in those situations because it definitely sounds like a lot like work um, which you sometimes have to fake for the paycheck I'm sorry you got you it do. you have to do it for what you want I gotta get the bag yeah girl get your bag yeah. okay ain't nobody yeah. pressed it, but it's in those moments of being able to just go into the bathroom and be like sure. hang on we're just hold on we're going home yeah like I, I'm glad that you have yourself totally you know I like I love being bold and being out there but yes. I also there there are definitely times where and I think all of us just kind of feel sometimes we want to like go into our shell a little yeah bit and, absolutely. You know, and if I'm around people that are really like really killing the vibe and I'm like this is not a place where I can be myself and I'm gonna right. be accepted especially yeah. if it threatens my sexuality if it if it threatens you know the my morals and the things I really deeply believe in yes then I go home. Absolutely. Uh, immediately. Uh, 100%. We're not sticking around for any of that no. bullshit anymore. No. We grew yeah. up. We're okay now. 
Um, so good. I'm glad we're at least on the same page about that. I love Because I'm going home. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. I'm going home. Where my dog is and he, he oh, misses oh, me. Okay? Mom, he misses me. Yeah, of course he, he does. Of course. <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Nobody panic. We did knock over the mic. By we, I mean me. Um, <laughs> okay, question number seven, Annalise. What is your biggest takeaway in life that has become your driving force in life? Hmm. Well, I have recently, this has been my like life motto recently, and I think it's really helpful for me. Um, happiness is not the absence of problems. It is the ability to deal with them. Mm. And I feel mm. that is very powerful for me. Because, it is. And I think a lot of people do this, but you kind of look to the future and think, oh, It'll be fine. I'll be happy and I won't have any issues. It's going to be smooth sailing in a couple of years once I get this career off the ground or once I find that perfect man or woman or once I, you know, have enough money in my bank account or whatever. Once I'm, I'm as beautiful as I can possibly be, everything's going to be okay and I'll be happy. And just ain't the truth. Nope. Now is it? Because no. you know what? You might be so happy. You may be filthy rich, drop dead gorgeous. Right. You might have the most incredible partner on the planet, but then somebody might die. Yeah. Or get sick. Yeah. Um, you might lose your job. There may be, I don't know, like a global pandemic. Stop. Don't even bring it up. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Ruins your whole world. But yeah. no, I, I, I 100% agree. Yeah. So I, like really happiness is like the ability to face trials in your life with optimism um, and have support from people that you know you can trust yeah. and you know will be there for you. Um, and like just you know, taking care of your mental health as much as you can so that you can face the world. The world is terrifying. Yeah. And that's, this has actually been a big reality check for me because I have been saying for the past couple of months, like as soon as I get acclimated with my job, like everything's going to be okay. Mm -hmm. But as soon as I get acclimated with my job, which I even, even am now, um, something else is going to happen. You know, something always happens. Life loves Um, doing that to us. I mean, that's literally life. Like that's the whole gig. Like it's going to keep happening. And I, what you said, and I almost want you to repeat it. I can. Yeah, but could you do it one more time for me? Happiness is not the absence of problems. It is the ability to deal with them. That is like finding the silver lining, mm-hmm. kind of. Totally. Uh, yeah, just knowing that this is tough right now, um, and it's maybe going to be okay later, but it can be okay right now, too. Right. Because um, we're still here. We're still breathing. Exactly. And the happiness comes from within. Absolutely. It really does. All of those external things are nice. Right. Don't get me wrong. I would love to not worry about money. Um, don't get me started. I would love it. Right. But I, 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 all of us would. I yes. Mean, yeah. But um, but you still have to be able to find the happiness within yourself somewhere. Right. Some way, somehow. Because if you keep looking towards the future thinking, oh, like, once I get it together, I'm going to be happy. Um, you know, or I'm, I'm, I'm going to, one day it's going to be easy and I'm never going to deal with this. Well, guess what? Annalise talking to myself here, I have depression, right? (laughs) Even if I have everything, I'm going to be sad. Like I just, it is part of who I am. Yes. So for me, that has been like the big realization is the mental health side of like, is it curable? Yeah. I don't know. Right. Uh, should I be thinking to myself, I, once I cure this, I'm going to be happy? Or 
should I be doing the best I can with all the tools I already have? Absolutely. And uh, trying to find happiness despite everything bad that's ever happened. So that was a beautiful answer. I love Thank that. Thank you. You're so welcome. Thank that you. was just very well said. Um, and I just cannot express it enough. Like it's just cause we've known each other for such a long time, but like literally seeing the person that you are today and like what you have created in your own world and to be able to truly get to this mental state Sign me up for whatever you're doing. I will go be a musician in Nashville. And that's what it takes. And this is how I get the mental strength. Sign me up. It's like that's just what people need to hear and yeah. what people need to be modeling themselves after because depression's not going anywhere. Right? But we yeah. have to learn how to cope with it somehow. Absolutely. Um, and I just am so proud of you. Yeah. I mean, there's so many different things. I've had my, like I said, I got my little treasure box of trauma. Yes, ma'am got my experiences to share, but I try to look at them as like this, an experience to share. Yeah. I've been through that. Guess what? I can relate to people that have been through that. You can. I can write a good song about it. Yes. And I can cry about it and I can be stronger because of it. Do I love the fact that I've had to be strong? Absolutely not. No. None of us do. No. But my resilience is a superpower. It is part of who I am. Resilient. That is the no. perfect word for you. Yeah. That's so. perfect. Oh, thank you. You're so welcome. Mm. Last but not least, Annalise, question number eight. What is a question you would like to ask the audience listening today? Um, <laughs> We've been winging it up till now. Um, I think I would... I You know what? Okay, this is what I would ask you. I, I did my little Q&A, right, yeah. um, on YouTube, and... Someone asked me this question, and I loved it so much. I thought it was the cutest little question in the world. Because it really, I had, well, I mean, honestly, because I had to sit and think about it. And right. it really did, and I, my answer was that I was resilient. But they asked me, what is your favorite part about yourself? Mm. And I thought, that is just so nice, yeah. asking me to think, like, look inward and think about what my favorite thing about myself is. And I did say my, my resilience. Absolutely. And this bitch is ready for battle 100%. at all times. Yes. Um... But that's what I would ask. I love What that. is your favorite part about yourself? Give that some thought. What do you love about yourself the most? That's a great question. Yeah. No, I'm going to think about that. Yeah, give us some thought. Maybe some thought. Holly, <laughs> I'm so happy you came on today. Thank you so much. And I'm just really excited for what's to come for you. Yeah. And everything that you're creating. Yeah. Oh, you too, Bethany. I'm you. so proud of you. Thanks, and I'm Mom, so we're in this. I really <laughs> I'm just so glad to be here with you today Good. and be able to have chats with you yes. and get deep. Like, yes. I'm so happy. I love to get deep. Don't play me. Don't mm -hmm. play me with a good time. Um, well, that being said, we're coming to the close. Any last final thoughts? Um, just that I love you. I love you too, moms. <laughs> All the love, homies, forever and always. Have a great rest of your day, and don't forget to be true to you.